What if this episode was just a 10 second long episode where we said, no, we don't want to do it. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> you cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to this very reluctant episode of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we are co-hosts Kaylee and Lisa reluctantly again take you through this episode of Battlestar Galactica, which is really just a filler for the next two episodes that I really want to see right now. So this will be a quick one. This season, it's such the, the flow of the season is so strange. Because, like, round about five episodes towards the finale, you're like, surely we'll be gearing up now. And then we've got, like, three one-off episodes in a row. And then the the death of our an absolute favorite character. And then a setup episode. It's so bad. Where we introduce a new character that I personally don't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. And then we get the finale. Like, it's Correct. just... It's a lot. Oh, it's like all this stop start. It's like when you're on the train and it keeps stopping. You're like, just go. I just want the train to go now. I know. It's exactly what it's like. I feel like this episode. Yeah, I could. I think that the problem is when you're watching episode by episode like this and particularly as I'm on my first watch, I think that when you're watching it as like a whole, like if I binge this whole last bit, it wouldn't have been so noticeable, but when because you're I binging, like have to wait. Yeah, when you're binging, it's nice to have a crap episode because you're like, oh, I'll get some laundry done right now. And yeah, I can be do other in the background and watch it in the background, which is what I did the first time actually that we watched it. Um, but y'all, I've been watching these for ten years now. <laughs> two years, okay, two years. Feels like ten. Feels like 30. That's exactly what my head was doing. <laughs> I knew it was a sway. Jesus it Christ, superstar. It's just been Easter, so it's like right in mm. the front of my brain because that's all my atheist family does for Easter is watch Jesus Christ, superstar. It's a solid musical. It's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> um, big fans. Apparently, my parents watched the Jean, um, the guy from um, who did the musical with Emma Stone and whatever, and he's like, he's an EGOT. So, I don't know. Oh my god! Everyone who's going to be listening is like you, dickheads. I don't know. He got an egot. Like who? There's not that many people. There aren't. Do you want he's, me to he's Google right now who on the has voice? an egot? John Legend. Ah, that guy. Yeah, I think it was him. He apparently oh, right. did a version of Jesus Christ Superstar. My sister's been telling me to watch that for ages. She said it's really good. My parents said it was touch and go, but they're also like very rooted in their specific versions of Jesus Christ Superstar. I like, get that. I know my parents well enough. Like I also feel like even when I watch the movie, I do like the addition of "Can we start again? Could we start again, please?" I really like that song. But I feel like because I grew up with the original soundtrack, I always feel like anything that's not that sounds incorrect. So I'm very dedicated to the uh, anniversary concert version of Les Mis, which I had on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the one that's in your head when you hear the song. Exactly. So for me, for Les Mis, I think it's also the original London cast. That's probably what more people... I just had this video yeah yeah doing it, and i watched it every day because i was such a nerd yeah well i think that's pretty much the premise we, of yeah, this podcast um, i think we've established that if you yes. guys didn't know we're nerds by now <laughs> quick <laughs> run while you still can um yes it's yeah. uh it's really fun for those of you who don't know i have started working in media and that includes launching a podcast with this company which I'm super excited about because I get to bring something I'm super passionate about and like apply my business skills to it and congratulations it's amazing um but what's really funny is that I get sold as a business development professional who also has a podcast and I'm like please don't listen to it though <laughs> I feel like this is for a really specific person and I'm definitely that kind of person but Probably most people professionally podcasting uh, are not necessarily into this kind of podcast. Yeah. I'm like, do you like Battlestar Galactica or Craft yeah, Beer, every... Musical Theater, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> like... Every time someone asks me what kind of podcast I have, I'm like, 
it's about Battlestar Galactica. And like you cringe a little because <laughs> you're waiting for them to I, 95% of the time be like, oh, or 5% of the time, time they're like, oh my God, cool. Yeah. I feel like people's uh, often, <laughs> often like, oh yeah. Did that show, is that still on? I'm like, nope. And I think most people know the name, honestly, from The Office, where it's like the, the it's like nerdiest, mm-hmm. worst character. It's his favorite show. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the other thing that um I always have to do is preface when they do start to look excited, be like, I'm watching along with the podcast. <laughs> Please, no, no spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> How do you feel about the final five silos? <laughs> Which are <laughs> exactly no, <laughs> yeah. So it's like this hilarious thing. I've got a new colleague, and he was so excited when he heard, and now he's just like, oh, so I can't talk about it with you. Like, so he's like, you talk to me about it, and I'll respond about events, but we cannot discuss. Like, no one can bring it up, and then I've. I've got a friend who consistently keeps trying to like just hint at spoilers because he's so mad because he wants to talk with me about the whole series. I and don't approve of this at all. Kaylee has instructed me to um, call her on the phone next time. Or I can just record something for you to play to him <laughs> for any time he tries to do it. It'll be like... Um, in Harry Potter, when they get the like the angry howler. message, yeah, the howler. I'll no. get, I'll record a howler for you to play <laughs> every time. He every time he starts trying to spoil he you. He got really drunk the other night, and we watched the mini, the first episode of the mini series, uh, the two episode, uh, you know what I'm talking about, the beginning. Uh, and uh, luckily, like he was quite drunk, so we watched a bit, and he was like, like trying to talk about it, and then he just fell asleep. So I watched it by myself. I started watching the miniseries again too the other day because my sister finally watched it and she liked it. Of course she did. I was like, I'm so glad you finally met my wife, Starbucks. Yeah, she has excellent taste in um, television and movies. So of course she Family wide, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm down to do that. I think I'm going to start watching through again as we watch season four. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, why not? Although I am annoyed that it's gone off Hulu. That makes it's it so much more difficult for me. It's still in there as of today. Yeah, but it's finishing up in a few days. Rude. Yeah, I know. Um, Don't because, they know we have a podcast? Yeah, and also because, like, unfortunately, like, it's great that it's on Amazon, but Amazon and freaking uh, Google and iTunes all, like, this is why you have a Roku. It's so annoying. It's like, guys, we get it. Like, you're all doing great. Can you just be friends for us, please? I'm not going to go. This will not inspire me to go and buy an Amazon thing for my television. This will inspire me to go and buy something that does not exist to any of the three companies. Yes. I, I like the Roku for that reason. Yeah. I, um, I keep tweeting about it, but I don't think they Because didn't we? Yeah. We had a problem once with like Chromecast refusing to play Amazon. Like, it's why I haven't watched The Expanse. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's way less reliable for whatever reason from my laptop. Interesting. So I don't know. Maybe I've got to work that out on my end. It is annoying though. Like stop your pissing contest. Get your shit together so we can watch all of these. Isn't the whole point of watch all these platforms in one space? Exactly. But isn't the whole point of capitalism to be good for the consumers? Come on, guys. You all have like a freaking monopoly on the on the thing. Yeah, you're doing fine. Yeah, Google and Amazon. Yeah, and Apple. You're all doing great. Anyway. So that's our little rant. We really don't want to talk about this episode in case you haven't noticed. Yeah. Well, I spent the week um, watching. I went two days ago. I saw Us. And then yesterday I saw Avengers Endgame and watched the Game of Thrones Battle of Winterfell. So I'm like so overloaded with good story that I feel like I'm going to explode. And I'm like, Romo Lamp. You want me to talk about Romo Lampkin for now? Yeah, exactly. I feel like (sighs) it's funny. I haven't seen any of those things yet. I've been to the cinema for a while. I should really go. But um, I feel like all of my feed right now is basically Avengers Endgame and Game of Thrones, which mm-hmm. I don't watch, and I do regret that I don't watch it. But you can I still also catch up. Uh, it's just, I think it's uh, for a lot of people. It like the social experience got them through the hard time, and I never had that. I I did start watching with my friend Matt, and we were definitely late to the game. But both of us were kind of not that into it, and because we only had limited time together as well, it's not like we could binge through like the hard parts. 
So definitely, I think I've passed it. Yeah, I had a I had a similar enjoyable experience watching Lost, which is not a terribly good TV show, but I was watching it as it aired, like with friends, we'd mm. all get together and watch it. So it is like part of it is the social experience. For sure. And I think that's the thing that carries you through. Whereas now it's like, uh, I, I'm not going to catch up. There's what, like three episodes left? Yes. I am not going to catch up to season whatever we're in, six? Uh, I don't, honestly, I've lost count. Yeah. It's, I think it's at least seven, but they did that thing where they split up the final season, but then it's like, isn't it just two seasons? Okay. I don't under, Mad Men did that. I'm like, if they're airing in separate years, isn't it just two different seasons? Yeah, it feels like I that. that. I works. feel like a lot of shows do that. I feel like it's with three episodes. I'm not going to catch up by then. Probably I've got not. Shit you would do. have to be really dedicated and I don't think, I don't see it in your face that no, you want to do No, but I do that. feel like a little bit, you know, and I, I, I will go see Avengers Endgame at the cinema. I feel like I really should. Well, I saw Captain Marvel too. Captain Marvel. Oh, I haven't enjoy. seen that yet. I'm sure Captain Marvel is like 90s girl power soundtrack awesomeness and it was so much fun. See, I feel like my friend, uh, the same one who's trying to spoil me for Battlestar Galactica, told me it wasn't that good. Is your friend a cis male? Yes. Cool. But with like daughters and a, you know, he's he's like a, he he's usually into the things you it's know? honestly it's, it's a very i don't think it's the best uh oh, okay cool movie ever but made i don't like it. i don't think it's like high art but it was so much fun okay well i'll have to see that too i've yeah. got a lot cara can you come visit new york i have a lot of movies to catch up on i and also i'd like to meet you yeah i know that you're the person who would drag me to those cara tried to take me to wonder woman and i and i was busy and and then i only ever saw it at home so i'm sorry y'all look us up if you're ever in new york cara yes of course they will um but yes but i mean like our fans fans in general like oh yeah you can do what i told let's have a little meetup yeah you can do what i told kaylee to do with starbuck but it won't be creepy when kaylee oh you can totally dm us and ask us if we want to get coffee because we are not famous i mean i want to make it clear how not (laughs) famous we are (laughs) speak for yourself someone paid for my and requested a karaoke song from me last night who's not famous here Paid $2 for that. My mistake. For me to uh, sing, I I'm will sorry. always love Lisa's you. Lisa's people have informed me that she will be unavailable for <laughs> meet and greets with fans, but you can reach out to Kaylee whenever you want. <laughs> I will also probably be in London in June, so that's a thing. <laughs> that's fun. All right. Um, I want to introduce this episode now that oh, I yeah. think we've been talking already for quite a long hour. time. Mm. Um, I have... I don't know about you, but I've definitely got um, less than a page of notes. And one of them is... I mean, I always have a lot of notes, but... One word per line notes. (laughs) Today, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 18, The Sun Also Rises. That's Sun, S-O-N, not S-U-N, not to be confused with the Ernest Hemingway novel. I... Oh, my God. Look what they did there with that wordplay. What clever writing. (laughs) This is so clever. Um, Just the name of this episode makes me eye roll because there's only one son in Battlestar Galactica who's like important. So you know who it's going to be. Absolutely. (sighs) Yeah, it's bad. Um, We are also drinking, which is very important. Yes. Um, We have a few drinks. We have what I've dubbed a bisexual beer because it has a bisexual flag on it. I bought beers uh, with long titles that I thought would be something that Roma Lampkin would say in his dialogue. Yes. So our first one, the bisexual beer from Kent Falls Brewing Co. Brewing Co. <laughs> <laughs> Language. Uh, is called Some Vague Reassurance. Everything's going to be all right. And it is an Imperial Pale Ale and it is from Connecticut. Lovely. And actually... I was hanging, I, I sang Paradise by the Dashboard Light with a Connecticut, Connecticut, I decided it's a thing. Connecticut. <laughs> Just last night. I bet, Go Connecticut. I bet he loves to be called a Connecticut. Uh, and once we power through this one, we're moving on to Evil Twin Brewing, uh, which is titled, Learn What Is To Be Taken Seriously and Laugh At The Rest. Uh, Evil Twin Brewing is from uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which doesn't that sound lovely? That does sound lovely. Sounds and like then, a place you'd want to go and laugh at the rest. Absolutely. And then um, 
Courtesy of Firestone Walker Brewing Company, who I have a keychain from now because they came into my workplace and I told them about our podcast and they gave us some beer. And so we also have, because we thought we might need an extra beer this episode, a Mind Haze IPA, which is probably how we feel at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I already feel quite hazy. Or how anyone feels Being when Roma Lampkin week. is talking. Exactly. And it has the tagline, Beer Before Glory. Um, which I, like I wish that um, our, our friend would have taken that advice. Mm. Maybe it's that whole theory that it's the glory. So I know I've brought up uh, my one of my favorite podcasts is Robert Evans uh, a few times, but he does have this thing where he's like, you know, you hear these stories like about Dick Cheney and stuff who are just people who, you know, got sober and then they did all these horrible things he's like we should just get more shit people to be like alcoholics and drug addicts because then they just don't do much and so that's what that made me think of is beer before glory that's a problematic take it's a problematic take but look would we all have been better off if dick cheney had remained an alcoholic probably that's all i'm saying i can't get on board with this plan (laughs) (laughs) it's dick cheney isn't it maybe i'm thinking of someone else who do they make the vice movie about I don't know. No, I don't know either. Anyway, it made me, your face right now, you're like, I'm so disappointed in you. This is from California. No, but it made me think of that because all he's talking about is wanting glory. And maybe if he just stopped pursuing glory and drank beer instead, things would be better. We don't know. Glory. Glory. Kaylee's like, let's change the subject. We let's don't agree. sing. Pippin. Okay. <laughs> uh, should we beat by beat? She asks tentatively. I guess so. Can we start with a question? Oh, please. Anything to keep from doing this. Yeah. Isn't Adama an admiral? Why is he in the captain draw? Why is he in a cap? You know how she's drawing the names out? Oh, I think it's like the highest ranking person on the ship. So. Okay. But like surely he should be excluded, don't we think? Uh, Absolutely. Um, So I, I listened to the podcast for this episode, which was hosted by Ronald D. Moore, but was in fact hosted by the writer of the episode, Michael Angeli, as well as the actor who plays Romo Lampkin, whose name That's is, an interesting choice. Right? It's like, hey guy, you just uh, got here. Michael Shepard. And who, this is crazy. Uh, was on Firefly. You might recognize him from a, an episode or two of Firefly. Who did he play? He's one of those guys that like Mel does business with and he wears a hat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they, but they mentioned that um, setting this up and I think Ron has said the same thing. uh, It's pretty implausible that you end up with two Adamas somehow serving in this trial. But they were like, if we didn't put some super major characters in there, then it was just going to be a bunch of like new people that you don't care about doing the trial but like wouldn't it have been interesting to do like i mean probably you couldn't put ty but like even anders you could put anders and like he's all bitter about things or... no i think they're very clearly setting this up as an adama v adama fight oh wow well i haven't got enough adama yet why didn't lee die couldn't he have died so many people could have i know it was incorrect how how it happened it could have been lee yeah could have been a great many people mm. who we would miss less. Um, we get this opening scene of Adama going through a Starbucks file and looking at all of her demerits and crying. It's very cute. And I also love the family resemblance card. It's so sweet. It's very cute. With her little mustache. <laughs> also, if Katie Sackhoff ever wanted to be in drag, I would probably be fine with that anyway. I think Katie Sackhoff would be great in drag. Right. I wonder if she's ever done it before. I bet she has. I feel like those pictures would have found their way to me if they existed. Okay, fair. That's true. If I saw something like that, that's the first thing I would do. Thanks. Is send it to you. Appreciate yeah, it. That is a compliment. Uh, while Adam is having this moment, which is actually a beautiful touching scene of just Edward James almost. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of a room doing really this. touching scenes actually about Starbuck being dead. I'm they glad they didn't just... Because this episode actually has nothing to do with that, but they found a lot of space for people who were grieving for her within mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, and I appreciated that, at least, even if plot-wise, uh, this episode is, just feels like not what you want it to be in terms of the forward motion of the season. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, so while he's doing that, uh, Roslyn is pulling his name out of a fishbowl um, as the last member of the tribunal that's being set up for Rigged. Gaius Baltar's trial. Rigged. Very, very probably. Should I just feel like he's got better stuff to do? Like, did the man doesn't have enough on his plate? I feel like this is what we say a lot. Mm-hmm. But of course, it should always be a bunch of the same people doing all the things. But I imagine they're setting all this up for some very particular reason that we may or may not enjoy as this season comes to a close. We'll, we'll find out see. very soon. We keep will. going with the beat by beat. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, meanwhile, Sam is on uh, on a viper, flipping a coin that he somehow decided because it keeps landing on heads. That means maybe that Starbuck is alive or is there Society, is present or you know, know how you in the, in those times of like really sincere grief, you're like looking for meaning anywhere mm-hmm. in the, anywhere you can find it. It is really sad. Oh uh, yes, I just have a little cries. That's all I have. Cries. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't know if this was intentional, but the Battlestar Wiki uh, mentioned that the uh, the play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is uh, an enjoyable play by Tom Stoppard, has a scene um, where this this happens. A coin flips the same way over a dozen times, and. Uh, uh, this I'm reading off the Battlestar Wiki. The quote is, um, consider, one, probability is a factor which operates within natural forces. Two, probability is not operating as a factor. Three, we are now held within unsub or supernatural forces. Um, so it's like because this coin flip is happening, it's like the rules of the universe have suddenly shifted and now we have no control over our fate, basically. Uh, which I thought was just something that, like, I don't know, Sam could be feeling. Anyway, you're um, you're really living up to your nerdiness right now. Congratulations! Thank you. No worries. I just hit a anytime I anytime something on the Battlestar Wiki is like theater reference, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Apollo's in the the candle hallway. Thinking, <laughs> thinking about putting up her picture and he can't bring himself to do it and shoves it back in his pocket uh, while Racetrack's coming to get him be- to rescue Sam. Which is nice. And he tries to get him down safely and that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually <laughs> really funny down. because he says, I think I fell. Which apparently was ad-libbed. <laughs> so, That's adorable. Yeah. Truthfully. Am- amazing acting work there. And he's like wasted and is just like, oh, she's still alive, right? I mean, he's honoring her memory. In the best way Absolutely. Starbuck would know how. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Starbuck would do. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. So you know. I think she can handle her liquor a little bit better than him, but probably would have just drank more. So, you know. True. Yeah. Mm. Uh, even Ty is grieving. He's like, never thought I'd miss Starbucks yakking. What a heartfelt moment between him Ty and, Gata. and Gata. He's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's ridiculous. It's very. Uh, but somebody mentioned that like Ty and Gata have their own shit. Uh, oh yeah, they do. They have some unresolved drama. So maybe that was like almost like maybe saying yes, sir. in that moment was like Gata's way of. Actually, being closer with him, yes. like this is as much as you're gonna get from me. But we're here in this moment together. I don't know. Well, I guess that's nice. Uh, and Ty breaks the news to Adama that he is one of the five members of the tribunal by saying, "You own one fifth of Baltar's skinny ass." Yes, there's a lot of fives. Mm. Final five, mm. five judges. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I noticed this because five is my favorite number. We've talked. We've about talked this about this. Uh, meanwhile, Racetrack is just so mad that she's having to fly Baltar's lawyer around. Uh, one of the guys on the podcast mentioned how much this guy looks like John Cusack, and he really does. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and look at him, except I don't ever want to watch this episode again. Yeah, so. no, it's so you won't, and just take my word for it. I uh, trust you. Callie has taken this position in this episode of like standing up for justice and defending the trial process. I think it's really in Callie's character, really. It it is. Even so I think much she I said really is really twice. into this for humans, but also her disdain for Cylons is coming through in this episode again. 
uh, we see in a later scene, mm. she and Athena have like a whole moment. Um, uh. I think she's really into like truth and justice when it comes to humans, but she's being very uh, speciesist. Is that what we established? We can call it racist. Yeah, they like they call it racist on this show. Well, it's easier for us to understand. True. Until aliens come to Earth, or we create super robots. So, so many complicated terms mm. in those scenarios. Um, and I think I think the guy here's name is Skulls, who hasn't been around much. Um, but he's like, Baltar's alive and Starbucks dead. There's no justice. And like, those things are unrelated. <laughs> yes. It wasn't an either or scenario. No, it wasn't. But sure. Sure. <laughs> this is a great episode. Sorry, I'm also just exhausted. Yeah, we both have had a week. It's been a week for sure. <sighs> and we uh so the there's a bomb under um oh, no. under the raptor and we get another yet another scene of some random guy going up looking a person in the face, touching their neck and saying within one second, he's dead. Yes, of course, because <laughs> as we know from Dr. Fox, that's totally how pulses work yes and any old idiot is qualified to say whether a person is dead or not yes uh and decide no resuscitation needed don't bother calling for the doctor yes not um, that we see that much of this scene but it's it's always a thing that happens in movie and tv and it's 100%. funnier every time and so let's just repeat dr fox's great advice which was just do cpr anyway yeah you don't know what you're talking about this has been saving lives with dr fox yes Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I, I also read that these attacks on uh, Baltar's defense were pulled from the real life story of attacks uh, on uh, the defense team of Saddam Hussein, who are apparently targets of terrorism. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, that was interesting. I figured any time terrorism was said in this episode, your ears would perk up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this kind of tactic is not that interesting i know it's like maybe it's just because i really checked out of this episode and i'm super tired yeah also that but yes thank you for making me feel bad (laughs) (laughs) that was not my intention (laughs) i just wrote you you want to feel bad I wrote 41,399 people in the credits and Katie Sackhoff's name is no longer there. I'll make you feel bad. That's really bad. I like I saw the number again when I was watching it today and I cried again. (laughs) Oh, that is really bad. Uh, uh, mm, Okay. So there's still nobody is working in this fleet like the press corps. Like, boy, howdy, there are still a lot of them. There are no, them. nobody has died in the press corps. <laughs> Again. No justice. May I supply a list of people who would I prefer to die? <laughs> the entire press corps. Everyone. Uh, they're having a, a conference about um, how they're going to replace Baltar's lawyer and if they should go ahead with the trial and Rosalind's not going uh, to I really hope that's terrorism. not how our post-apocalyptic world is. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, I really value journalism. I do. I work for a media company now. Um, but truthfully, if the world was ending, I don't know, maybe... Go in those factories. Maybe the journalists should have to rotate through the factories. Mm. I mean, I don't think there should be no journalism, but I just think there are a lot of them. I mean, it's just been so long at this point since the original attacks that I do get the need for like people on another ship to be like, what the frack is going on? Where are we going? Are the silence chasing us? What is happening? There are a lot of them. They so people need to be informed. I informed. agree. But maybe yes. there's too many of them is what I'm saying. There's just, yeah. Well, I feel like maybe it's a little bit of like, oh, no, I can't be the person who cleans the bathrooms because I'm in the press corps. So. Oh, maybe they're multiplying. <laughs> it's I like the know. cushiest job in the fleet. Yeah. <sighs> so Apollo uh, is holding a meeting with the pilots Mm -hmm. and uh, he keeps fracking up like Hilo has to correct him about what sector they're going to do from showing on. Um, And then he calls 
Yeah. Starbuck. He racetrack makes a star a sort of Starbucky joke and he's like, Oh, you're lucky, Starbuck. Da da da. It's so sad. It's very sad. Um also the crew are on like double shifts now and Athena has to do shuttle runs and just nobody's happy. So they have to do double shifts just one person died. I don't know. Maybe it's because there's more security risks right now or okay. something like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm just I don't yawning think, a lot. But also, here, like, one Starbucks is worth 10 pilots. So it's true. Might be. Rip. And then we meet Romo Lampkin in Rosalind's office. Wow. He's got a cat with him. He's a cat. So apparently, can you guess where the name Romo comes from? No, tell me. It's the first two letters of Ronald Moore's first and last name. That's, oh, my God. That's how this character was named. Wow. Ronald D. Moore. I kind of expected better. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have called him Rodmo. I don't think it was his choice. Oh, okay. Rodmo. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Ronald D. Moore. <laughs> they both sound ridiculous. I know. They do. Uh, and it, Lampkin was a football player or some shit. I don't know. Uh, so we meet this guy. He's got his cool little sunglasses, and he's taking. He talks like guys. The president and the cat a little bit. So uh, I did a. Da, 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 da. I was curious about the accents because uh, that's what I'm always curious about. And he's definitely doing an Irish accent. And uh, is he Irish though? No, Doesn't he's English. Um, then why? I just don't know. Okay, but uh, apparently Gaius accent that he did that one time was based on oh now I'm going to forget it maybe York Yorkshire accent I'm sorry people in England if I have fracked this up uh, so they're different like one is definitely a an uh, English dialect and one is an Irish dialect but it's um, like the low huskiness of it too yes and the actor doesn't have that low husky thing either so he's in putting life, it on so, yes. with terrible sunglasses yeah I don't know what's up with that it's very bright uh, I don't know. They never explain it. I think they just thought it looked He's cool. a wanker, I think, is the answer to that. <laughs> That's my response. Sorry, if Romo Lampkin is your favorite character. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's going to be true of anyone, is it? <laughs> does he Does he appear for a long time? Feels like he's I, only going to be around for a few episodes. I don't think it's a spoiler to say he probably, uh, since he didn't die in the explosion, will probably survive the trial. Um, but surely that's not going to take that long. Okay, stop your unhelpful shrugs. That's what I'm here for. Oh, it's, you guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna finish this episode so I can go watch the finale. We're gonna do it. So Rosin's like totally judging him that, which I think is fair. She's like, "Oh, you're not afraid to represent the most hated man alive. Like, why would you do this?" And as we previously quoted, it's for the glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's just like he's like too wacky. He's like too quirky for me. This guy, like, mm. just with his cat and his accent and his glasses, and they were just like he's trying too hard. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is the writing. Um, he's not uninteresting to watch, uh, and I think the actors play well off of him. But it's just at this point in the series, you're like, we're gonna spend this much time with a new character again. Like, it's so annoying. Not good. Also, he just reminds me of like, you know, that guy that will hit on you by letting you know how much smarter he is than you. Yeah, that's Roma Lampkin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, stealing your things apparently. Yeah. What a little weirdo. Mm. And uh, I it's kept, like a I, I read and heard a lot about how he's a klepto and I don't think that's accurate. No, he's like a magpie. Oh, is Wait. that, that's the thing that they do? Do you know what a magpie is? A bird? Yes, correct. Uh, they like shiny things, I think. Or maybe it's a raven. Oh, I, like I have heard about this, but I don't think. I don't think it's just because things are shiny. And I don't think... like I looked up kleptomania because I was curious. Uh, no, but he likes taking things that people value. He takes very specific things that he believes will help him strategically or let him know something about a person. And it's not it's not kleptomania, it's, which is, I think, more random and doesn't make a ton of sense why people do it. Like, he has a whole 
reason for every item yeah, he steals. So it's like very calculated. Yeah. It's shiny for him is like things that'll fuck people up. But it's still okay. shiny. Brings new meaning to the word shiny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Edward James almost liked the script for this episode, but absolutely hated that they added a cat. <laughs> and he's quoted as saying to the writer, Michael, this is a beautiful script. Why'd you screw it up with a fucking cat for? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and why does he hate cats so much? I think he was just like, like this episode didn't need a cat. But then who would have found the bomb? True. Well, I, he, I, I guess he didn't win the argument. That's a life-saving so. cat. It is. The cat's name... The cat in the show, its name is Lance, but the actor cat's name is Jerry. So Lance there we are. in the show. I love that they renamed it for the show. Well, I guess you write the name of the cat into the script, but then you have to hire a cat. Yep. So you hire Jerry to play Lance. Okay. It's just this episode isn't interesting enough, so I have to pepper in these details, you know? I love Lance slash Jerry. <laughs> so Adama assigns Apollo to uh, be Lampkin's new security detail, and Apollo sees right through it, and it's like, you're grounding me. You don't want me flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fine. And Adama says, you're not fine because I'm not fine. They seem to have a competition about who loves Starbucks more. And I'm yeah, like, guys, weird. this is not a competition. Right? You both loved her and it's very sad. And you can grieve together in a supportive way this rather than having some kind of grief pissing contest. It's, there's a lot of pissing. So much pissing in this episode. So, but Apollo, you know, follows orders. He's a good soldier. Mm-hmm. He kind of feels like the bag boy in this scene where he's like, you know, where do you want your stuff? And Lampkin doesn't even answer him. He's telling him like, oh, this is where you're staying. This is where the head is. The showers are co-ed. Sorry. Like, he why does. does he say sorry? No. He's That's like, so weird. It's very strange. Uh, but Lampkin calls him. He's like, pilot. And Apollo goes, yeah. And he goes, king of the pilots. And there's something really funny about that line. <laughs> king of the pilots. He's not a military guy, I don't think. That's a, that's king how you, I king would. King of the pilots. I would explain it like that. Because that is how I see the world. Like, are you the pilot king? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's from us being too immersed in sci-fi and fantasy for too long. Um, you and I, yeah. I just don't know. I still get very confused when they start to talk about people's ranks. I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. Or like military stuff. I just glaze over. Pilot King makes a lot more sense to me. Right? King the pilots. <laughs> um, Lampkin t- comes up with this plan that they're going to go get Baltar and then talk in Apollo's quarters. It's a weird Because plan. no one has probably bugged that room, uh, which seems weird, but Apollo caves because whoever cares the most wins joseph adama yeah oh i get it this guy worked with apollo's grandfather yep yeah yeah i didn't get that he hated him but he taught him everything he knows yep what a great twist that (laughs) is what a convenient twist that is oh my god grandpa apollo was not a good guy grandpa adama you know what i mean well, Apollo's it, I don't think it's about good or bad. No, like, he just cared about the law. Yeah. And he was just interested about No, he does people. sound like he was probably a prick. He uh, sounds like he... But just like the odds that Leodama is going to be helping Romo Lampkin in this trial. Romo, who studied under Lee's grandfather and a judge of the trial is going to be Lee's father. There's a lot of like coincidence in this universe that's all it's a lot of coincidence and it would be weird it would be like the world ending and i don't know like someone you know i don't know i don't know it would be just like that (laughs) somebody's building bombs somebody's wearing gloves and building bombs oh my god who is it oh no i don't know Definitely not that guy who's really, who's really outraged. Yes. Who is in the miniseries, though. He's been around forever. But he's outraged. 
He is, but no one will would suspect him. No, because he's very outraged, and he but he's be a like stand up guy he was doing it. No, he would never do that to us. So they have this meeting in Apollo's quarters, and Gaius is just being Gaius, and he like sits on Apollo's bed and is like feeling it out, and like just he. Also, I love the way that guy works a room. That's I will all. say for Rodmo, our mate, um. He, I love that he learned the lines from Gaius Baltar's manifesto, and his Baltar's face legitimately lights up when he hears that his lines. Is the him. way to get on Gaius Baltar's good side is to quote his own words back at him. He can I say James Callis acts? He's acting as spectacular he's in just, this episode, and that's why I feel like Roma Lampkin just doesn't do it for me. Is because he's like a weak Gaius Baltar. Mm. He's like like quirky and smart and with a huge ego but like none of it is as interesting as Gaius so he's just like Gaius light mm. he even looks a bit like him a little yeah. but it was funny because it's just like that line it's just hilarious watching James Callis's face light up is beautiful <sighs> love that man yeah uh so he he asks for some papers so he can continue writing his manifesto because i think he assumes this lawyer is going to be as useless as the last lawyer who never quoted his own words back to him (laughs) (laughs) and then does that thing that people do in movies where he starts saying every word Word that he's writing Mm -hmm. down which no one ever does in real life um that's how i always write is (laughs) no (laughs) your roommates must be really annoyed (laughs) No, I never. Or intrigued, depending on what you're writing. Yeah, I mean, I'm interesting. Uh, Lampkin's like, yeah, no, keep writing. It keeps the people guessing. Um, And Gaius is like, they're going to use Caprica 6 to destroy me. So we know we're going to get a little Cap 6 in this episode. Uh, and then like Lampkin and Apollo have this moment where Lampkin like just knows how to push everybody's buttons Mm -hmm. in just the right way. And Apollo threatens him. And then of course he's like, oh yeah, see you're alive under there. I brought that out of you because I'm amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say that by my count so far, I've yawned five times. Mm, Are we doing yawn counts now? I'm counting my yawns. Yes. (laughs) Well, let's see. There's a lot of fracks in this episode. So let's see if you yawn more times than people say frack. Okay. The sun also rises. Um, Kelly, who is pure, innocent little Captain Kelly, um, sees Adama trying, or Apollo, sorry, uh, sees Apollo trying to get onto the ship and is like, oh, no, you're supposed to remain shipside, uh, which I think he's definitely doing because he doesn't want to blow up Apollo. Yes, that would be, I mean, there would be no leniency there. Yeah. And then a cat saves the day. Yeah. Thank you, Lance slash Jerry. Which I was annoyed that, like, no one checked under the ship again, but I guess maybe Kelly did. And was uh, like, that's oh, it's fine. On the second watch, because in the beginning I was like, come on, as if they didn't see it. And in the second watch I was like, oh, obviously Kelly was the person who checked yeah. it. But also that would seem suspicious, no? Uh, but you yeah, so the cat, the cat escapes. Lance, Jerry, the cat. Uh, but apparently they had to... Um, speed up the film because the cat actor was walking too slowly so if you watch that scene again which neither of us will apparently you'll see it looks a little off because they had to speed everything up to make the cat look like it was running out of the ship when really it was just casually strolling that's so like a cat right i love cats well kitty they they just do things on their own time don't work with kids or animals yeah, but I like cats. Mm-hmm. I like cats because they're kind of dicks. And that's the kind of love that I feel like I deserve. You definitely should see Captain Marvel. Okay. There's a cat. Oh, great. It's an important cat. Okay. So the bomb does not explode. Hooray. Thanks, kitty. Uh, and Adama calls Apollo in to be mad at him because uh, he's being overprotective dad and doesn't want to lose his last child. <laughs> Because he's lost essentially two already. But it's all of this. Do you think that Adama knows that Apollo and Starbuck were having sex? What makes you you think the scene made you think that he knows? No, it made me think about if he knows. Because it's like he does this thing where he is like, you don't understand. You think you're hurting more than me. And there is something to be said for having a different kind of relationship 
with someone that you've slept with. And then there's a different kind of relationship with having someone who's like a child, I imagine. I do not have a child, but I imagine. And so it's interesting to be like, who, I mean, they've known her for about the same amount of time. Um, But obviously, like, that would be, a, you know, he slept with this woman. Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know if he knows. And I don't, I don't know if it would change his opinion of everything that's happening yeah yeah they have i just i don't understand it's not a competition what the beef is between them really it's like start acting like a soldier and it's like but you made him not a soldier you told him he has to go babysit lampkin it's like yeah. what do you want pick a lane adama uh <laughs> and like we that's- find out i guess it's been two weeks since starbuck died and apollo's like i didn't realize the clock was running on how long i'm allowed to be grieving and that is a really true thing you should grieve as long as you need to grieve there is no correct time there is no i don't deserve to there is none of that and none of this there's no crying in the military like fuck all that shit yeah like let people explore their feelings for as long as they need to and also i don't think he was being totally unreasonable no it's like he messed up a thing in a meeting that's pretty much it yeah. This second beer is also kind of weird. I feel like there were weird choices today. It has a weird smell. Yeah. It smells funky. I don't mind the taste of it. It's just weird. Maybe the mind haze will be better. I think it will be. And it was the best price. Free? Yes. Free is the best price. Yes. Send us more free beers, everyone. We love that. We'll shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, So Captain Kelly is still like ranting about what's going on and having to deal with what's Lampkin. Uh, Callie has, is becoming increasingly the voice of reason and is like, I think the Cylons just want us to destroy ourselves. Um, but she's like, they're doing this because they're secretly in the fleet. And Athena's like, I don't think they are. And there's got to be beef between them because Callie done shot her lookalike. That's true. Yeah. And also. But her lookalike shot Adama. Yeah. Yeah. And also dated her husband. Yeah. They have a lot to be. But in real life, they're in a cult together. So it's fine. (laughs) So weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. She makes this point of like, some of us don't get a second chance or a third. Wow. Them's fighting words. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we get on with it now? We're to the getting on. <laughs> I really want to watch the finale. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's not anybody's fault. It's not Kaylee's fault either. It's just me. Thanks. Being impatient and terrible. And it's also this episode. It's terrible. I want it to be over. So Apollo's like trying to do this scare straight thing where he's like lecturing Lampkin into not being reckless, and it, that's not going to work. Uh, he wants to see the Cylon woman. Uh, meanwhile, Baltar can't find his pen. Rosalind can't find her glasses. Oh, my God. Everybody's lost everything. I wonder what could have happened to them. Mm, how weird. Uh, they were asking for some files that were on Colonial One. And Tori's like, oh, files. Oh, I guess we couldn't find them, but it, it we'll get them to you. Uh, and she seems super shady and Rosalind seems to me, it read like Rosalind didn't know that the request had been made, but I'm not sure. That's what it seemed they, like to me. But then Rosalind and Tori have, I feel like been in cahoots this whole time. So I don't know if Rosalind was sitting on files. It wouldn't su- totally surprise me because she can be shady when she wants to be. Yeah, but it felt genuine. Right. Okay. I think that's how they played it. That Rosalind was unaware that this request was being like denied. Uh, so this scene is fun because it's a sick scene. Yes. She's still rocking her only black jumpsuit. Looking great. They it's have great. not denied her access to like mascara and lip gloss. It's nice of them. Uh, you want to, you want to give us this quote here in this scene? I do. Narcissistic, self-centered, feckless and vain. I love you it. You are so vain. Oh, I sang that to my friend for his birthday last night. That's one of my favorite karaoke songs. I, I love it because you can always dedicate it to someone. <laughs> and I have a friend called Kane in Australia, and I used to always sing it to him, and I'd sing You're So Kane. 
And I think that's great. Clever. But I also sang it to my friend last night for his birthday. Um, but he got into it. Uh, by the way, so when I first saw this, I um, you may have noticed our cover art. Because even though I'm very busy and important, um, I still found the time to make these words into one of those t-shirts with all the ampersands that like, people do for like, characters. Da-dun, 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 da-dun. Yeah, like people did for big um, a little life that you know Anthony from where I always wears a shirt with their names in it um I did that I did it narcissistic and self-centered and feckless and vain and um yeah we talked about putting it on a tote bag we might for absolutely no one to ever recognize yes it would be very 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 obscure reference but (laughs) and then mostly people would just think that we were saying that about ourselves that we were people who are narcissistic self-centered feckless and vain yes yeah um, also, if any of our listeners are artists, for frack's sake, can you please design a Kara Thrace and her special destiny art work that we can put on a t-shirt? So the artist who currently does it, we can't use that. No, I don't, I don't love the, the whole like band art poster that exists. It's like too much, there's, it's too much words. Okay. I just want like. If you bought a t-shirt for a band and it just had like the logo of the band, that's, okay. that's what I'm after without have like your mission. 40 silly tour dates on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I want. Please. Thanks. Um, so this is a really fun scene between Lampkin and Six. Uh, it's cute because he messes with her head and then she tries to be cool asking be like like he so ask about yeah, me? like i don't care at all but just like <laughs> i don't know kaylee's even doing the hair touching it's which great. is funny because i don't have any hair like <laughs> it looks hilarious i can't twirl my hair like i would have in the past so i'm like petting the back of my head like a weirdo uh there's this great line where he's talking about like cylon love and how they're built and he goes you should have been nicer to your mechanic. And I thought that line was so funny. And then I was listening to the podcast with the writer and he's like, I don't know if people got that line. Like, okay, you misunderstood genius. I was going to shout this out for being great, but now I'm going to shout you out for being a writer who thinks that your audience doesn't appreciate you. And so now we know why we do these slap in the face flashbacks. Um, he also makes a comment about not they couldn't pay him enough, blah, blah, blah. Paying him what? Oh, yeah. Paying well, we him still, what? We still haven't fully established whether the whole fleet is running on a currency-based system or not. We don't know. Tell us the answer. Or are you just paying him in, like, cat food? I don't know. Slash whiskey. Yeah. Well, terrible sunglasses. He puts them on. There's this weird shot of him putting them on, and it looks like Mr. Anderson. No, it's not Mr. Anderson. It's the guy who always says Mr. Anderson Mr. on the Matrix. Anderson. Mr. Smith, Anderson. Yes, it looked exactly like him <laughs> putting on the sunglasses and all. Anyway. He tells this whole story about like, oh, this woman that I loved and I missed her so much. And and I just, I don't fully understand what the point of it is. But um, he does like in the previous scene, Guys was like, yeah, tell Six that like I miss her. And he's like, he misses you and he writes with this pen to express his undying love. Like he's definitely more of a poet than Gaius when he wants to be. Um, he's very manipulative mm-hmm. and a total liar. That's the words that I would use. Yeah. Uh, and Six like takes this pen that is a gift that they both know she can't keep and like sniffs it. And It is funny that she sniffs the, it. Well, the guys, the guys on the podcast were like, well... He's keeping the pen in his pants. It's true. He is <laughs> nice. Maybe she can put it somewhere. Well, right. Oh, now I've Classy. got that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Now there. it's weird. Now it's really weird. You can always count on us to make it weird. Yep. Uh, but he asks, like, does your love hurt as much as mine? And she says, yes. And it seems like she's now more a a tool for the defense than Mm -hmm. the prosecution and Rosalind is pissed about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Apollo and Lampkin have another freaking scene together where they talk about his grandpa. Grandpa Joe. 
Yeah. His name is Joe. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> it's Grandpa Joe. Well, Grandpa Joe is famously useless. Willy Wonka. was like, I'm going to sit in this bed until... Until I get a golden ticket. And then suddenly I can dance. It's true. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Lee is like, oh, my grandfather helped the worst of the worst. And I never understood why he put himself through the criticism he received. And Lampkin's like, oh, he's just interested in why people do what they do. Um, he has a lot of dialogue in this scene that I think is actually really well written. But oh, one other I don't thing care he's about like, this episode. You're a contrarian. And he's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, that is the best thing to say <laughs> to a human at any point, because if you can't deny it. You have to either agree or otherwise you contraire and then you But you if you contraire. agree <laughs> to contraire. It's a great thing to say. I'm gonna use it. it I don't is. know when. It's I an unbeatable argument. It's an unbeatable argument. You're contrarian. No, I'm not. Well, look at you right there. It was great. It was so great. Uh Apollo asks him if the thing about getting over the woman was true, and he says Yes. A great scene. Um, the actor is quoted as talking about Lampkin a little le- through the lens of like a villain, which I don't think is how he comes across, but he talks about how villains are uh, people with massively different agendas than the heroes. And I think that's a really interesting way to look at like good versus bad. I had a big argument with someone this week. Because yeah, as I often do about terrorism, yeah. and um, because obviously things happened in Sri Lanka, it was really terrible. And one thing that like really annoyed me is like they jumped to conclusion, and like it does appear that it was. Well, ISIS have claimed it. I haven't actually. I I had a really busy few days, and I am not up to the latest. But the last time I checked, ISIS had claimed it, except that it seemed kind of weird because they took a long time to claim it, and also it's very unusual for there to be. Um, Muslim extremism in Sri Lanka and um, the people the Muslim people are a very small minority in Sri Lanka and they've only recently um, started to um, kind of become extreme and that's on the back of like years of civil war and uh, and terrorist groups who were Tamil uh, terrorist groups who are Buddhist terrorist groups who who were you know a whole bunch of different uh, factions that weren't uh, Muslim and so we're just sort of having a conversation about that uh, on someone's Facebook thread, as I tend to do, um, because I just like to remind people and say, like, I'm not saying that it is or isn't uh, someone who's Muslim. I'm, what I'm saying is that if you look historically at Sri Lanka, like, you can't jump to this conclusion. Like, the Tamil, the LTTE, they were actually the people who invented suicide vests. So it's like this whole thing. Anyway, and it got into this whole conversation about, they were like, oh, no, they're freedom fighters. And I was like... Who gets to decide that? Like, terrorism is a tactic. It's not an ideology. Like, you can't decide. Like, what if indigenous people of Australia all of a sudden uh, decided that they were going to rise up? Is their cause legitimate? Probably. Like, we Are stole their, their land. Are their methods legitimate? Are their methods legitimate? No. I don't base terrorism being good or bad based on ideology. I think that's a similar thing. And so I think that a lot of people do see the world like that. A lot of people do see things like that. They think that um, the ends justify the means if they are the the means that they believe in. And I do not agree. So I think it's a really interesting take on a villain. Because I is. think, you know, you can look at um, uh, some stories where, I mean, look at this whole thing from the Cylons perspective, for example. Uh, who's the Absolutely. villain? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also some really interesting stuff about who's, the good guy and who's the bad guy and us and i recommend this film i'm really scared of horror movies are you but i believe it would be good it's a good like if you're gonna sit through a horror movie make it worth it and this one's worth it i already have nightmares i don't need anything else (laughs) to make me be scared okay well if anyone wants to talk about us with me i'm around yeah slide into those dms slide right in uh So there's this whole thing about like Lampkin gets the files he was looking for and they have to check the box and then somebody finds a screw on the ground. Oh my God, it's a bomb. Oh my God. And Lampkin is putting in the code in the door, which is apparently one, two, three, four, really secure. Very really secure, secure door security code, code there. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of websites that just wouldn't let you get away with that these days. Oh, no. well, this was 
2007. So your password could just be whatever the frack you wanted it oh, to be. It was those chaos. Days. Those days. Chaos reigned. Uh, so he explodes and then he's in the hospital and then Apollo comes to visit him and he's like, look through my collection of shit that I stole. Uh, I got so pissed when he's like, oh, I stole the president's glasses. She looks better without them. But he does go on to say, like, she looks too serious and serious catches on in a courtroom. So it's like, I absolutely am not justifying this behavior, but it wasn't just like she looks pretty without them. It was like she looks like she could sway the trial when she wears her glasses. So, like, I get that it was helpful for him. But also, this is the weirdest behavior. Mm -hmm. Also, people need glasses to see. Yeah. So, frack you. Mm. Uh, and she can't go to the right like now. optometrist and get some new ones because it's the end of the world. It's true. My optometrist is coming to New York in a few weeks. Oh, she's my friend. Well, if she's the a very world good optometrist, ends, uh, make sure you hang bring out her along. with her. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She she brings. She's bringing me some contact lenses from That's Australia. Nice. She texts me and said, "Hey, I'm coming to New York. I know you've got some contact lenses here. Do you want me to bring them for you?" I was like, "Oh." That'd be nice. That's very thoughtful. It's very nice. I don't think there are any medical professionals I'm close enough to have that relationship with. To be fair, she's the same age as me, or like a couple years older, and I met her not as my optometrist. Okay. She's my friend who convinced me to come and see her because she's a better optometrist than mine. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's also got Adama's button from his shirt that was falling off, and it's unpolished because Adama... Uh, slacking on his soldierness right now while he's grieving, and he's got a flip flop from the the prosecuting attorney. He's like, like Lee's like, oh, I get what it means. She drags her feet, and Lampkin's like, yeah. And it's like, what does that have anything <laughs> to do with anything? How is that helpful to your case? It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with the way she thinks or no. the way that they will structure the uh, prosecuting side of the argument. Like, she drags her feet means nothing, and it's creepy that you stole her fucking shoe. It is. Agree. Don't be a creep. And he's like, I just, this is one of those situations where I feel like he he wants you to think like, oh, look, I stole this stuff for all these reasons and I'm so smart. And it just comes off as like kind of sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It's like a serial killer. It is a little like a serial killer. Uh, and he's like, oh, I was going to steal something from you, but you've had enough stolen from you. And Apollo's just lapping it up. Uh, and then he's got the piece that you some piece that you would need to make a bomb circly and metal his thing. face gets real serious real fast he's so serious guy uh and he's like oh i took it from your friend there kelly um so then apollo knows who the bomber is um and they figure it out and so then they're back in adama's office and adama's like Oh, I'm sorry for being a dick. I'll reinstate you. And now Paul's like, well, now I don't want to be reinstated. Yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I think it's really funny that Kelly's like, I was tired of living with all the people I killed. So I thought I'd kill more people. Yeah. It's not a logical argument. No. I mean, maybe after this long on the run in space, uh, people are starting to lose it. And yeah, maybe be more irrational. Uh, mm. But yeah, no, not not a, not a good choice. My no. guy. Um, but Apollo tells his pops that he know he's going to stay with Lampkin mm. and help him prep for the case because now he's all laid up in the hospital bed and he needs assistance. And Adama's like, there are other people who could do that. You're a pilot, not a lawyer. And he's like, no, I'll be when I want to be. It's tough life. That's I'm quoting directly from the episode. Though. Yes, I can see that. Mm -hmm. You're very good at your Apollo impressions. <laughs> Little whiny bitch. Mm hmm. Uh, he's like, is that an order? And then Adama's like, hey, never mind. Uh, Hilo's still the CAG. Apollo's got better things to do. And one of those things is to go pin Starbuck on the wall next to Cat, which is where she wanted to be. It's true. Sam comes up on his crutches and it's like, yeah, I was using this as an excuse not to come up here. And they have a nice little moment. And... Gaius gets his pen back 
And he does a lot of really beautiful physical acting in this scene. He does. I really liked it. Shout out to James Callis for making this episode more watchable. Yes. Thank you for that. Are we done? We're done. We have established that they're setting up an Adama versus Adama trial where neither Adama has any real logical place in the courtroom. (laughs) Nope. But seems like that's where we're headed. I think Ronald D. Moore knows how reachy it is, but that's where we ended up anyway. I like that he didn't even bother to do the podcast for this episode. <laughs> like, that says a lot. I mean, he's probably a busy guy. Still. But, yes. We should have got guest hosts for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> we should have learned from the best. Ronald D. Moore, you're so smart. <laughs> oh, if yeah. you want to guest host a terrible episode... You could reach out to us. Yeah, like, we might let you. (laughs) We could use a week off. (laughs) Uh, So we've got 14 fracks in this episode, and I don't even care enough to go through who said what. I've had 11 yawns. Okay, fracks beat yawns. You heard it here. We haven't finished yet, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Two Cylons, we've got six and Athena. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. We done. That that's it. Great. Let's go watch the finale. Let's go watch. So we're d- next week. We're coming to you with a two-parter episode, season three finale. Woo! Very excited. We will see you then. We'll you'll hear us then. Yes. And also in the meantime, if you wanna, I don't think anyone's gonna follow us after this episode. <laughs> If you want to, if you could just bear with us, just like I'm bearing with this show, well, please don't unfollow us. Send us saying. any feedback about this episode or any other. Look, if you want to be featured on the finale, film. now is the time to send through your audio clips. Oh my gosh, yes. Send us audio clips and you can follow us on Twitter. I think we're funnier there than maybe we were here today. <laughs> um, and you can slide into our DMs if you want to hang out with us in New York. And you can donate on Patreon, Patreon. if you want to help us pay for our SoundCloud subscription, <laughs> which is where most of the money goes. And beer, you know. A beer here equipment. and there. All the things. Yeah. Um, thanks guys. I'm gonna go I'm we have to wrap this up. I've gotta I I can't wait for the next episode. Let's do it. Okay, bye. Then I was inspired. Now I'm sad. Listen, surely I've exceeded expectations. Could you ask as much from any other man?